When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, there's a lot of new faces on the Bolts training camp roster. Stay tuned. Season four, episode six of the Bolts broadcast, Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are you feeling on this lovely Tuesday afternoon? I am feeling fantastic. How are you? I am feeling great. Went out and got a lot of stuff done today. Very productive day. Got an oil change. Uh, Tires rotated. Was it like a Blue Mountain State oil change? Yes, exactly like that. And then went and got the the suit for the old wedding that we're going to be a part of this weekend and... Now we're here recording three episodes, uh, two for the Bulls broadcast, one for our other show, our football show, We're Not Professionals, and just a lot of of production going on. Maybe not on the score sheet or the stat sheet, the box score, but it's being done behind the scenes over here. It's like offensive line work. Right, exactly. We got all the production going. Yeah. All right. Well, on today's episode <laughs> of the Bolts broadcast, uh, and we we should apologize, uh, we didn't get an episode out on Monday. Kind of slipped both of our minds, if we're being honest. We went away for a bachelor party last Wednesday, and by the time we got back in town, it was Sunday, what, night? Yeah, Sunday around so, 7. So, kind of just totally forgot about it until we started recording today. And it was like, hey, uh... Did we, did we pre-record an episode? I can't remember. And no, we no, we, no, we did not. So apologizing for that, and that is why we are going to be pre-recording an episode uh, for Monday because on Sunday we have a wedding to attend that we are a part of. So, uh, yeah, we we won't miss one this time. Yeah, we'll be good. But on today's episode of the Bulls broadcast, training camp roster prospect showcase after the commercial break. Talking about Nathan McKinnon, his big contract, Nils Lundqvist getting traded, and then three, uh, you know, pretty highly touted and very large names in the hockey world uh, defensemen are, are retiring. So we'll talk about that after the commercial break, but we'll start with Tampa's training camp roster. And there's a couple uh, interesting names here, including some that were part of our most recent draft. Yes, sir. Uh, no, in, in total, we have um, 50 skaters, 29 forwards, 21 D, and then six goalies so for a total of 56 bodies. And there's a lot of D, if, if you notice. 
Uh, I mean, that really that that's enough to um, dress almost four full teams worth of D. It'll, it'll be three and a half teams where there's a little less forward. There's, there's still a ton of cuts to be made. made. You know, there, there's still 15, 16 cuts to be made there, but there's a lot more D, D than forwards, which is interesting to note. Given the fact that, you know, Ryan McDonald moved on this year, um, that, that's a big hole you got to fill where the Lightning really going to be looking to fill those numbers, five and six and seven defensemen. So there's a lot of names to choose from here. Uh, you know, I, I, th- I guess we'll start with with the goaltenders, though. It's, it's easier list of names to go over. Hugo Allenfeld, Brad Barone, Brian Elliott, Jack LaFontaine, Maxim Legacy, Andre Veslevsky. We know the two that are making the team. Brad Barone was brought in on a tryout. I don't imagine him really having much of a chance. He's going to just play uh, in the coast this year with the Orlando Solar Bears, and then the rest are going to battle it out for AHL spots. Um, going on to the D, rattle through the names real quick. Zach Bogosian, Declan Carlisle, Trevor Carrick, Eric Chernock, Ian Cole, Sean Day, Tyson Feist. Hayden Fleury, Cal Foot, Dylan Gill, Victor Hedman, Ryan Jones, Cameron McDonald, Philip Myers, Nick Perbix, Darren Radish, Roman Schmidt, Dimitri Semikin, Mikhail Sergachev, Jack Thompson, and Daniel Walcott. So out of those names, we already kind of know that Vassal or no, Jesus not Vassal, Hedman, Sergachev, um, Eric Chernock, you know, these guys are gonna be playing very large roles for, for Lightning this year. Uh, I imagine we're gonna see uh, Cal Foot, Hayden Flurry, Zach Bogosian, and these guys, you know, Ian Cole, all of them get their fair share earning rush spots as well. But there's also room where maybe a Jack Thompson or maybe a, a Darren Radish or maybe even a Roman Schmidt, maybe maybe one of these guys really steps up and proves something. Uh, there's, there's spots to be earned, and I think they're out there, but it's definitely going to be earned with this many bodies. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Chase, you like there being a lot of D uh, because <laughs> we have – that opening, you know, we, we've yes. got spots that are available and, uh, yeah, it makes sense that we'd probably go towards the more veteran route. The guys that have played in these type of situations before, but the reason we bring so many in is maybe some of these younger guys can really take advantage of their opportunity here. And I'd really love to see Jack Thompson make the roster. Not sure if that's going to be the case, but, uh, that's probably the guy I'm most excited to see, uh, work his way uh, through this training camp. I think he's going to be given a pretty good opportunity. Is he going to make the team out of camp? Most likely not, but I think he's definitely given that opportunity. It really depends how Philip Myers, Zach Bogosian show out. Um, I mean, even Hayden Fleury, Sean Day, Ingle, those guys are all potential. Sean Day is more, more likely to not make it, but he's someone, someone who played some games last year. Maybe he's a potential last spot. So he, he's going to have to really work. He's going to really have to earn it and really have to hope some guys ahead of him kind of don't earn it. Right. Uh, And then when we look at the forwards, got a lot of fun names here, uh, but one that stood out to me right off the rip, Lucas Edmonds. Yeah, I got to imagine they're going to give him at least a fair shake to to try out for the team. Not necessarily be like, hey, we're giving you top line minutes. We expect you to make the team. But like they're going to say, if you earn it, you earn it. You're you're the oldest player in this draft class. There's a a reason that we took you in the third round. We, We think you're an NHL player very soon down the road. So I got to imagine he's going to be given a fair shake to earn a roster spot. To go over the rest of the names, Alex Barboulet, P.E. Bellamar, Maxim Kachkovic, Anthony Rosselli, Anthony Sorelli, where the hell is he Rosselli from? Anthony Sorelli, Ross Colton, Gabriel Dumont, Jaden Durow, Sean Elamont, Jack Finley, Gabriel Fortier, Gage Goncalva, uh, Brandon Hagel, Alex Kalorn, Cole Kapke, Nikita Kucherov, Pierre Cedric Lebery, Bennett MacArthur, Pat Maroon, Grant Mismash, Vlad Nemesikov, Nick Paul, Corey Perry, Brain Point, Felix Robert, Simon Reforce, Jamel Smith, Steven Samkos, and Ilya Uso. So a lot of names that you're familiar with, a lot of names that you can already pencil into the roster, but there definitely are a couple spots to be earned. I got to imagine um, that 
Lucas Edmonds is going to fight, but probably not make it. Um, I, I would have to guess that Barboulet's got a good chance to make the roster. Maybe Cole Kupke gets a, gets a shot there. Jamel Smith might have the inside track on, on one of those final spots as well. Um, so it's going to be interesting to watch, see how it plays out. It'd be cool to see a younger guy make it, but if you're a younger player, you better be making the team and playing. And there's no point of bringing on a younger guy just to have him sit. Right. And we don't see our first round pick, Isaac Howard, here on the training camp roster. He is going to college. Uh, he's going to be at Minnesota Duluth this year. So that's a player we're going to be very invested in, keeping an eye on him, uh, but not on the training camp roster for that reason. Yeah, that's a guy that I imagine plays at least two years of college, maybe three. No really need to rush him at this point unless he looks like he's just ready to come in and play a middle six role. Then go ahead, you, you do it. But you might as well just to take some time, let him develop, and then you can get him at a little bit older, a little more developed, a little more ready to go for those three cheap years. Absolutely. Uh, let's not talk about the prospect showcase. Some updates with that. How are we looking? Uh, didn't didn't go great. Uh, Tampa ends up going zero and three, finishing off with a five one loss to the um, not Miami Hurricanes, geez, the Carolina Hurricanes to, to start it off. It yeah, it wasn't great. Didn't really get to watch any of the games. Um, but it it was really not a tournament that you need to like sweat about losing, especially when you're looking at Tampa's prospect pool. You know it's a bit thinner. You know how this team's been drafting and, and collecting prospects the last few years. It's it's been a little sparingly compared to other, or sparse compared to other teams. We've obviously been contending more, so we're trading away draft picks. We're doing what we can to try to go get out, go out and get guys. So there's not as many high end players in the, in the pool, so it's not a complete shock. But it, it, it was good to see that um you know. Tyson Feist apparently had had a good training camp, according to um, Grolu, the head coach for the uh, Syracuse Crunch. So maybe he's someone that can you know you, you can keep an eye on, not necessarily to make the team, but maybe someone to keep an eye on for um, maybe doing something special down the road. But it wasn't the best tournament. Time to move on, get ready for training camp. All the names that played in the prospect showcase will be at training camp. Absolutely, and uh, I think that's maybe. Um a bummer for people that wanted to see Isaac Howard in action. He wasn't a part of that prospect showcase either. Maybe if he was, turns out a little better. Yeah, for sure. And college guys are never part of this. It's it's just how it works. College European pro. It's mostly for people that are playing juniors or um, guys that are playing like minor pro here in North America. So it's not, not a shock that he wasn't there, but he definitely would have helped and would have been one of the better players if he was. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, talking about some news around the league, including a new contract extension, trade, and three retirements. We'll be right back. The NFL action is in full swing here at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with the DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of fantasy football podcasts to get ready for the season, and it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. 
Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you 8 hours of playtime and 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. The easy earbud tap functions and noise isolation for the gym are perfect. Raycons are my first wireless earbuds, and I would highly recommend them. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings and Raycon. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Any sports betting needs, head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you need any headphones for travel, maybe, make sure to go to Raycon. All right, Chase. Well, while we were going through the commercial break, we were looking at old EA Sports NHL 23 as they have released the overalls for left-handed and right-handed defensemen. Uh, you were about to start you know, talking about it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. We'll live react. Yes. So yes. Uh, would you would you rather start with left-handers or the right-handers? Well, I don't know. All right, let's just start with left defense. Okay. Because it has to do with ours truly, Victor Hedman. Sounds good. At the top, Roman Yossi and Victor Hedman are technically tied for one and two at 93, but they gave Roman Yossi the nod in their rankings. Number three, Devon Taves at 88. Number four, Morgan Riley, 88. Number five, Mir Heiskanen at 88. Number six, Rasmus Dahlin, all those guys at 88 overall. Then the rest of the list, seven through 10, Quinn Hughes, Zach Renski, Jacob Slavin, and Shea Theodore are all 87. Low ratings for the defenseman, uh, yeah. I've noticed this year. Which in- interesting. I-, I feel Devon Taves is a guy who's worth you know the 90-plus. Heiskanen is a guy that's worth the 90-plus. I think Rasmus Dahlin is ranked fairly. I think Quinn Hughes should be ranked higher. Um, even Jacob Slavin, Jacob Slavin maybe should be ranked a little higher too. It's interesting. Um, there's no one that comes right to the mind. It's a glaring omission, honestly, though. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's too unfair or anything. Yeah, and then I know I've been hearing a couple birds over in Vegas talking about how they don't believe Alex Petriangelo is the number one defenseman over there anymore. They believe Shea Theodore is the guy in Vegas. And uh, we'll talk about his counterpart in the right defenseman reaction. So Shea Theodore being number 10 at 87. Uh, we'll have to see what oh Peach turns out to be. Yeah, for sure. And the, the one thing, you know, when you look at the comments under underneath the tweet, I, I know a lot of people saying that Jacob Slavin, like being ranked that low is kind of criminal, which which is fair. Um, I, I, I would agree. Also, Thomas Shabbat, someone that's not in there, I would assume he's tied with like with those 87 somewhere. If he's anything lower, then it's a bit of a problem. But it's it's interesting. Maybe they're going for a lower rating for guys this year in general, maybe trying to make the better players stick out from the rest. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. All right, let's now head over to our right-handed defenseman, uh, starting off with Kale McCarr at 94. I mean, shocker. The, the, the guy was an absolute menace last year. Took so so much hardware back to his house. Uh, number two, Adam Fox at 90. John Carlson also 90 at number three. Then you've got McAvoy, Petriangelo, Aaron Eckblad, Drew Doughty, all coming in at 89s with Chris Latane, Dougie Hamilton, 88, and the rookie of the year, Moritz Sider, being an 87. 
cool to see more outsider in there. I, I would probably still have him as a better player than Drew Doughty at the moment. Maybe there's, you know, some more issues on this this list than the others. Like Pat Randall, I don't think he's an 89 type type player anymore. I think Ekblad is a better player. I think Crystal Tang right now is even a better player. Dougie Hamilton, Norris Iyer, those guys might all be better players at the moment. But of course, Kale McCarr, Adam Fox, those guys being those guys being one and two absolutely makes makes a lot of sense. Um, I just I don't know. It just feels weird seeing John Carlson right. It's like the third best right-handed defenseman, though. Something feels wrong about that. Yeah, I agree. And some comments are talking about that, too. They were wondering why John Carlson is that high. Um, and, you know, John Carlson was a very good defenseman for a long time, but it feels like he has started to see that dip in his career. So I can agree being there at number three might be a, a bit too much. What do you think about... Oh, Peach being 89 and Shea Theodore 87. Yeah, I disagree. I think that should probably be flipped. And just, yeah. If you're thinking about it, I, I do think Theodore is a better player, so I, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, the Vegas fans saying that, and I disagree with the NHL, or not the NHL, but EA for that matter, mm-hmm. saying that this is the way it should be. You know, I don't remember who tweeted it out, and I apologize, but I saw someone saying that at this point, I don't know why EA just doesn't hire one of these analytic companies to go make the ratings because so, yep. it, it makes a lot more sense. And, you know, that's fair. I, I think I can agree with that because right now it's really just, for lack of a better term, scouts that go and, and watch these guys play and they come up with rankings. And let's be honest, I mean, they're not watching every single one of these players. Like, like they're, they're, they're you know, they're biased, all, all this type of stuff. When you look at, like, the speed ratings, for example, like for, like, Patrick Kane being, like, 92 speed, like, Patrick Kane has been a very skilled player, but he's never been, he's never been that fast. And no, by no means is he that fast in his career right now. So, like, like those types of things, there's just a lot of, a lot of room for bias, a lot of room for error. So it's EA. You, you know how they be. Also, after going through the, the 20 defensemen here, I've realized there is a name that I think should absolutely be on this list. I've got one as well. Let's see who is yours, uh, who is yours is. The brand new Calgary defenseman, Mackenzie Weeder. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm i shocked that he is not on here. Yeah, he's a right He's a right shot D man. He's the one that should have been in this top 10. It's. Very surprised. So he's a right shot demon, plays the left side. I'm assuming he's going to be playing the left side as well in Calgary. But I, I don't know how you can say that. Really, most of these right-handed defensemen are better than him. I would take Kale McCarr, Adam Fox over him. Maybe I'm taking Aaron Eckblad, Charlie McFoy. Maybe I'm taking Moritz Sider over him. I don't know, but Moritz Sider's got a lot more to prove still. Mm-hmm. But like really, just with how shut down he is, how great he is in transition... Like he is that type of defenseman that just does everything for your team. I, I don't know how he can be ranked so low. I, I, I got a feeling he's going to be like an 86 or an 85 once he get the game. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised because I get that the more lockdown defensemen don't get as much love from the games. That's why, you know, we saw Eric Carlson for the longest time continue to be one of those top guys, even when he was very uh, poor in his own end. But to see Devontae's here, getting some love, you would expect Mackenzie Weger would see the love as well. Yeah. But maybe because Taze plays with Kale McCarr, he's getting shown that love. And if he was without McCarr, he might not get as much. I don't know. But feels like those two are kind of in a similar path with Taze and Weger. Yeah, I hear you. And one thing I was just wondering your thoughts on. So Travis Egress is cover athlete for this game, him and, him and Sarah Nurse. Um, so Sarah Nurse is a 90 overall. I've got no issues with that, especially compared comparative to where she is in the women's game. Got no problem with that. Trevor Zegers being an 87 overall. There's two points discussion here. One, is he really at that level of a player right now? I don't. I personally don't think so. 
Uh, that's just my thoughts. I, you know, more cider one defensive or one rookie of the year over him for a reason. More cider is the better player this year, and it was very clear. So Trevor Zegers being 87 seems a, a bit high. And then also, is, is this like the lowest rated cover athlete that we've seen for a sports game? Like, cover athletes are always like 92, 93, 94, and this guy's just chilling at an 87. That's probably just a boost at 87. Yeah, I think it has to be the lowest. And I'm looking at Lucas Raymond. His uh, overall got released as an 84. Yeah. I feel like Zegras being, you know, at that 84, 85, maybe 86 range would be, you know, where he should be. 85 is perfectly fine. So perfectly fine. Uh, I, I agree. 87, a little bit, t- a little bit high. And then, yeah, I mean, it has to be, I mean, I'm trying to think we've had Matthews a couple of times. He's been on top of his game. Taze and Kane. They were both very highly overall or highly rated. Martin Brodeur was still in the nineties or maybe he was an 89, something like that. Yeah. Claude Giroux was highly rated. I think he was a 90 that year. Yeah. Vladimir Tarasenko highly rated. So it's, it's, it's definitely a, Interesting. Maybe they're thinking it doesn't matter about their overalls because uh, Nurse and Zagros's overalls add up to oh. one seventy seven. Yeah. That so might, really, that, it's that the might, most. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. It was it, it, the only way it could have been more is is if Patrick Kane didn't get himself kicked off of that one cover. Exactly. So big Great. doves for EA. All right, let's now talk about some news around the league, including Nathan McKinnon. He gets a new contract, and boy, oh boy, it is a big one. Eight years, twelve point six million per. What do you think? It's a lot of money, but if you say it's not fair, then you're then you're wrong because he's definitely proven he's worth every penny of it. Um, twelve point six a year comes out um, with eighty five point three four million in signing bonuses breakdown per year. Um, so twenty three twenty four, you've got uh, fifteen point seven two five million dollars signing bonus, seven hundred seventy five k in salary. Uh, 24, 25, same thing, 25, 26, 15.25 bonus, 800K salary, 26, 27, 3 million in signing bonus, 915 salary. And then the rest of it is 8.9 in signing bonus and 990K in salary. So he's really getting that guaranteed money that, like, it, or the NHL's version, I guess, of guaranteed money. Because in the NHL, your contract's guaranteed. You can't just get it released like it, like you can in the NFL. You have to get bought out, so it's a little, little different, but... It's it's their version of guarantee, meaning he gets he's gonna get this money no matter what. It's a lot of money. Don't imagine him getting bought out, waived, whatever it might be, um, released anyway. But it's it's just it's just a lot of coin. Ho- hopefully the salary cap goes up and helps out. Mm-hmm. But to say he's not worth it, also at the same like you know in the same argument, yeah, it, it would be wrong. So it, it's just it, it's a fine line to walk because it's a lot of money, but he's definitely worth it. Right, Nate McKinnon, easily a top five player. You could argue top three, but I think. That would go hand-in-hand hand with his teammate, Kale McCarr, you know, which you prefer there. But having two of the top Can five players. That? Yeah, go I ahead. prefer Kale McCarr. There you go. Having two of the top five players on your team, uh, both just brilliant. And then when I'm looking at most comparable contracts, Cat Friendly tweets it out for Nathan McKinnon, Tavares being number one, Kopitar two, and Taze three. Taze contract hadn't really worked out. Uh, no, but I think people like that. That one was realized at the time that it wasn't going to work out, and I think even the Navarro one was kind of realized at the time it wasn't going to work out. Yeah. Um, the Kopitar one I think has though. Honestly, it's a lot of it's a lot of money still, but his play hasn't really fully dropped off. Right. And Tavares is he's still a good player, but yeah. like we know what the last three years of that contract are going to look like in terms of play. When when you look at the three, Kopitar has worked out well. Mm-hmm. Tavares has worked out okay. 
and then Taze just hasn't. hasn't. So yes. uh, they're definitely aiming for a Kopitar-like situation with Nathan McKinnon being an absolute stud for the next, uh, you know, eight years across this contract and then finishing out his current contract. But it's going to be good stuff for Nathan McKinnon and the Colorado Avalanche. They're going to continue to be one of the best teams in the league. Yep. Let's not talk about Nils Lundqvist going from New York over to Dallas. This kind of hurts me because Lundqvist, I mean, that that's just a New York Rangers name. Yeah, that's tough. But counterpoint, Lundqvist is also a Dallas Stars name because Joel was drafted by the Dallas Stars way earlier in the draft before Henrik was drafted by the Rangers. Mm. So, ha. But uh, Nils Lundqvist... Was was traded? Uh, it was the exact answer were first and third. That was right, conditional each way. Or something. Like uh, that. I think it was a conditional first and conditional fourth. Fourth. Okay, I'm, I'm pulling up right now just, just to double check and make sure. Yep. Yeah, conditional first, top ten protected. Conditional fourth becomes a third if Lundqvist earns 55 points over the next two regular seasons. It's a lot to give up for a guy that hasn't really proven much. He has played in 25 NHL games this year. Didn't really remember him playing in those games. Put up four points in that span. Looked solid in the American League. I, d- I do remember that. And has, he looked good coming over um, to the NHL or coming over to North America when he was playing in Sweden those last two years after being drafted, or the last three years, I should say. So it's taking a chance on a guy who has shown a lot of promise, um, has legitimate top four defenseman upside. And if you get a legitimate top four defenseman who's able to score, at that 55-point pace, like, over the next two seasons. So, say he's say he's averaging even 30 points a year over the next two seasons, then it's probably worth it. Because uh, at that point, you know, he's only 22. He's got room to grow. He's going to just continue getting older and better. So, I, I think it could work out, but it is a gamble to take. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lot. Yeah. Um, The guy being 22, former 28th overall pick, uh, with not a ton of experience in the NHL. Um. I don't know. It, it's just surprised me a little bit. I know players continue to grow, get better, especially the European players. They seem to, um, you know, really develop in that 20 to 22 year old range. So taking a chance here, uh, you know, go for it. But at the same time, like just worries me a little bit on Dallas's end because yeah. of how much it is. For sure. But he'll get an opportunity to play top four minutes probably right away. So we'll see if he's worth it or not pretty quickly. Right. All right, let's talk about three legendary blue liners all hanging up the skates. Keith Yandel, Zidane Char, P.K. Subban. Yeah, just kind of out of nowhere, all three of them woke up, and then we were all retiring. Mm-hmm. So, fair enough, but not too surprising, really, for these three, especially one of them, Zidane Chara. I mean, the guy's in his 40s, was still chugging along, being a serviceable enough, you know, depth-type guy. But he's hanging him up, signed a one-day contract with the Bruins. Keith Yandel loses his Ironman streak, gets healthy scratch last year for no reason, decides to retire. Um, and then P.K. Subban, which he, he also dropped off a bit in, in his last few years. I feel like he probably could have went somewhere on, on like a Will Butcher type of deal, making league, league minimum, but instead he he, he chooses to retire, um, wants to just continue c- continue growing his family with, with Olympian Lindsey Vaughn, who's going to continue making money for them anyway. And I mean, PK is in the booth regardless, but yeah. re- regardless, it's a very, very rich, successful family. Um, congrats to all three of, of these people. Today, Chara, I saw Jay Fresh tweet out his, like, so when a guy's retired, he, he usually looks for their best season and, and tweets it out. And I think it was the 2010 and 2011 season, whichever one it was, where he was just like his war percentage. He was just like the lowest was like a 95% for any of the categories. He just purely dominant. It was the Norris year for him. And Zidane Chara was a guy who came out of nowhere, complete unicorn, biggest player in financial history, was never expected to become an elite scorer. Then all of a sudden, at one point, just became an elite scorer at defense. Uh, had a great career, so hats off to him. And then the other two guys, um, 
you know, Keith Yandel, we talked about the Ironman streak getting ended this year, but he hit, played a long career, put put up some good numbers, looked strong, and then P.K. Subban, kind of same thing. His, his top years when he was performing, he was another elite defenseman. So three former elite defensemen all dropped off, but now they're retired, best of luck. Yeah, I mean, the unicorn, Zidane Char, like you mentioned, I mean, it's kind of like if there's any wrestling fans out there seeing The Undertaker go yeah. because it was such a unique thing that, you know, was never going to be seen again. So to have a guy, what was he, 6'8"? Six, 6'9". Six, six, and to be as good as he was for how long he was good as well is uh, absolutely wild. Also, I'm cutting cut you off. You've seen The Undertaker reminded me. Did you see the girl that draws Jimmy Garoppolo every day? Yeah, uh, see, see her drawing with with Jimmy Garoppolo as the Undertaker. I didn't. So you you know that like famous like gif where he rises out of the coffin next next to the ring. It's, mm-hmm. it's just Jimmy Garoppolo drawn in that. It was awesome. <laughs> rip Trey Lance, not you know, yeah. Rip Trey Lance, or Rip Trey Lance QB one season. Right. Uh, I did just want to say, uh, Cat Friendly tweeted out between the three players combined for fifty four seasons, three thousand nine hundred and seventy seven NHL games. Absolutely wild. And then when you look at their career earnings. Sedano Chara, $100 million. P.K. Subban, $79 million, which is less than the guaranteed that McKinnon just got, which is kind of crazy to think about how yeah. big his contract truly is. And then Keith Yandel, $68 million over his career. So all which, these guys, big money, big games. That, that McKinnon contract is a lot of money, but still doesn't compare to the other three sports. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. This doesn't even come close to comparing. It's just crazy how much money is to be made out there. I mean, who's the highest-paid quarterback right now? Is it Russ? Or is it Kyler? Well, Aaron Rodgers is averaging $50 million a year in his current extension. Oh, okay. So two years from him gets exactly what Zidane Char has made in his, what, 20-something seasons? Yeah. Oh, you know, average. Yes. All right. Well, that's it for the news around the league. We're going to go to a hockey name of the day. Our next episode is going to be a lot of fun. We're actually going to do a Stanley Cup quiz, or at least chases. I'm going to be administering the test. And uh, it's going to be just like in school. He's not going to be able to cheat, not going to be able to do nothing. So that'll be a lot of fun. Stay tuned for that. But hockey name of the day, we've got Jonah Samuel Ruprecht. Yep, Jonah Samuel Ruprecht. So JSR is we're going to call him here going forward if we ever hear from him again. He's a German forward playing in the um, U20 Division Three league in, there in Germany. Um, has zero points this year in zero games. Have obviously hasn't played any games. Uh, over the last few years, he's played a couple games in the league, six games in total, two points. Just seems like you know a, a, a solid hockey player, especially for um you know like, like, like his competition level. It's it's still a good level hockey. Um, if you can play past school, like the school level in Germany, because like everyone plays like up until sixteen, like plays the school system. So like if, if you can get past the school system in Germany, then you're, you're at least a decent player for for those ranks. So. Someone that maybe plays some lower level pro hockey growing up or as he gets older, but don't expect him to be anything like uh, it's on the international scene by any means. Also, he's six foot, 132 pounds. He might want to add a few. Oh, yeah. Might, a little bit might, skinny might there. Might want to bulk up a little bit. Uh, best part about his name is it really gets the phlegm up, Rupert. <laughs> you know, really get that phlegm out of here. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, good. Hit him with an outro. As always, like thank you guys for listening. Come check us on Patreon supporters over there. We appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, go follow WMP on Twitter, WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Make sure you go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcast network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy piece of lemon squeezy. Uh, wherever you're listening, if you're five stars, send us questions, comments, concerns, that'd be great. Please support DraftKings and Raycon. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.